Hey, 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 what it do, listeners? It's your girl, Rye. And joining me today for a very special segment on um, abandonment issues, I wanted to bring in some very close people. Um, you know, for one, you know, y'all know Miss Sexy Slim. What's up, y'all? Miss Sexy Slim. That's my girl. We go way back. And she's going to get real personal with y'all. She's going to get real intimate with y'all on a conversational level. So I'm going to need for everybody that's listening to be very open-minded um doing this conversation um also joining us a surprise guest is y'all boy coda what's up y'all it's your boy cody and you know we're all going to get very intimate with ourselves and very um personal when it comes to this conversation we're all going to you know discuss our issues with abandonment and you know why women feel you know abandoned in certain situations and relationships because abandonment issues from childhood can trigger you know your new beginnings and your relationships with family members and friends and especially your partner because you know i haven't been in relationships where you know it took me a while to let you in um you know it goes far as in back as you know you know my dad first left the home you know, I felt like he abandoned us as children, even though you and my mom divorced. Sometimes I felt like my dad divorced all of us when he divorced my mom. So it kind of put me in a place of, you know, not really trying to get close to anybody, not really wanting to let anybody in. And it, you know, streamed from there. And, you know, I was in relationships with different people and, you know, they didn't call me back on time or, didn't come by and see me when they said they would, I will fall back. Like, I'm not going to chase you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I just, you know, took it as, you know, my dad divorced us. You divorced mom, you divorced us all. Or, should I say, she divorced him. And, you know, it's like when she put in place the divorce, he divorced us too. So, you know, that's why I said it the way I said it. But I had to break it down for those that's listening, because some of y'all take it and turn it into something that ain't. Thank you. Um, Ashley, so um, share with the listeners, you know, your situation on abandonment issues and how it may have affected your relationships. Okay, so my abandonment issues came from when I was a child. For most of you don't know, I was, I actually have a learning disability. Um, thanks to my mother who did drugs when I was in her womb. And I have a learning processing problem, um, difficulty reading, writing, and the processing. So I don't process things like everybody else does. And usually people with a disability, they get some type of abuse first before a person who doesn't have one. And I was one. No, my parents did not know. They didn't even think about it. Because this didn't come out until about 17 years after the fact. I was 20, 21 years old. And um, my dad didn't believe it. And my godfather, he was hurt by it. Um, I cried for a month. I cried like five times in the month of November after I found out. I even actually went and sat in the grass underneath the tree and was crying because I didn't want to see nobody. Wow. And see, I'm her best friend and I didn't even know that. Yeah. And um, after that, I just took it as, okay, this is the reason why I am what I am. This is why I can cuss dudes out and don't care after the fact. This is why I can say what I want to and don't care. I have a, my tongue is my power. I will cuss you out no matter who you are, old, young or not. You disrespect me, I disrespect you. I don't play that, period. I even have arguments with my godfather when we came here in high school, after I graduated high school. And um, me being abandoned from my mother because I didn't have my mom, I don't get close to females. Most of you know that, um, well not most of y'all, but a lot of people know that most of my friends are dudes. I'm very flirtatious, so most of my friends are dudes. 
Um, I probably dated their cousin and I met them and whatever the case may be. Um, I don't have many female friends. I only have Rashida and then I have another person. Um, and that's about it. No, and then I have another one, but she lives in Palm Bay now. But I don't talk to her as often because she moved. But those two are my closest. And then I have people that I call my mama. I have, I do have a godmom in Connecticut or Kentucky or whatever, but I actually have another one here. My mama Lisa, shout out to my mama Lisa. Hey, Miss Lisa girl. She's my mama. She does have other kids and I bumped heads with one of them, but it is what it is. Well, the hate thing happens. But she's my mama. I call her mama, period. Put her on Facebook and everything. And I'm close to her. Now, I don't get close to no other women. I don't call about four people mom, but she's my actual mama. So do you feel like those other moms didn't hold a certain standard? Like they lied or they left you or they, you know, just don't um, check on you, didn't call you, you know, keep in touch. I feel like they they have a mother's ability because, you know, they are mom. Like there's my mama Lisa and then there's my mama Camilla, which is my other best friend's mom. Cause she, I actually live with them. Yeah, I remember that. Along to me too. Yeah. So them two are the only ones I can talk to them about anything. But the other ones who I call mom, I probably just call them mom because they had a mother figure. They would ask about me where I was, and then I call people auntie. There's one of the bus drivers, Miss Connie. I call her auntie. I've been calling her auntie for seven years, but she ain't my auntie. I got another lady I call auntie, but she ain't my auntie. She went, hey, Nisi. I'm like, hey, auntie. And, and you I'm know what? Just to, just to add to that, I feel like you do that. That's your way of letting people in mm-hmm. because you never had an aunt. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You never was close. You never had these relationships. Mm-hmm. And see, that's a lot of wrong with a lot of family members. Like, mm-hmm. we all have these aunties. We all have these uncles. And we all have these cousins and things mm-hmm. like that. But there's no relationship in yeah. between. You know I what know, I'm saying? I do. I know my dad's sisters and them, but we're not close. They stay in uh, Virginia. I don't talk to them that often. And then I got my mama's people. I got them on Facebook, but I don't talk to them as much. Or if something happened, like, oh, that's good, Nisi, congratulations, Nisi. But I don't know them. I don't know my right. side of the family. I got 12, I got 11 other brothers and sisters. I'm the first girl, second oldest. They come from my mama's boyfriend, who I don't like. But I don't want to get to know them. And I'm guarded because my dad's like, oh, you need to get to know them. Mm-mm. My brother said the same thing. Because you, you, well, I ain't gonna say but that. You're I'm in a guarded. safe. You're in a safe place, I and am. that's where you rather stay in a safe. I'm place. in a safe place. Yeah. I don't even know them because what if I don't accept them for who they are? They don't accept me. I'm like Antoine Fisher. He went to go see somebody. They accepted him. Okay, y'all meet me. Y'all not. Gonna, I don't think y'all gonna accept me. I'm not like y'all. Right. I'm different. You're different, and I'm you're afraid different. of what how they may treat you. Yeah. And, and so you rather I respect that because I'm gonna tell you, I have. Listen, the James family ain't no family. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got aunts, I got cousins, and the cousins, yes, we you know, we talk from time to time, we chit chat, but you know what I'm saying? If I felt like after losing my dad, those people just really said the hell with them. You know what I'm saying? You the family fell apart. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like that's the glue. He was the glue that kept us connected to them and the fact that he's no longer here anymore is like we don't matter those children don't matter anymore you know what I'm saying y'all have nieces now I have kids and my kids don't know y'all why is that you know what I'm saying so you know my daughter she you know got her abandonment issues with her dad 
You know what I'm saying? Her dad is not here like he's supposed to be. And it's a cycle that needs to be broken. You know what I'm saying? Men need to start caring more, start doing their part. Because a lot of y'all fall by the wayside and then y'all get mad when the baby mama go and put you on child support or she, you know, reach out, reaches out to you and, you know, tell you about your ass in that message. And then it makes you feel some type of way to say, oh, well, I didn't know you felt like that. Right. Of course you didn't because we lack communication. Right. You don't call, you don't text. I don't call you. I don't text you. Right. So it's like what's keeping the what's keeping the situation going is supposed to be the child. But because you're not stepping in and doing your part, I'm not finna beg you. Mm-hmm. I'm not finna constantly be reaching out to you. You know what I'm saying? You in a whole. That's it. That's yeah. all I can do. That's all I've been built to do is stand in the paint and do what I need to do for my kids. Damn, you know, chasing after the fathers. Them, them days is over with. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do it with one, and I'm not gonna do it with the other. Right. And. That puts a lot on me as a parent, true enough. But, you know, I, I, I have to do what I have to do at the end of the day. Thanks. And then coming from now, the relationship part. The relationship is the difficult part because the abandon from that comes from me as a kid when I was sexually assaulted. I don't act the same sexually. Sorry for turning listening. I don't act the same sexually. I don't know certain things that happen to my body that a guy has to tell me. So if I do have to talk to somebody, of course, I'm going to be upfront with you. Now, that might not be a good thing to do for everybody. Right. Because I actually did that with somebody. I literally was like, look, this is the scenario. This is me, whatever. And I do that because I want you to figure out if you really want to talk to me, deal with me, be some type of friends. I give you the opportunity for, you know, everything up front. Right. Before you start dealing with me, because I'm going to tell you, I'm easy, but with my issues, I'm not that easy. I'm very, I'm sister. It's a certain way you have to, you can't touch me. It's, if you want to go to clubs, I can't do the club thing because I cannot be in a closed off area. Like right now, I'm sitting in the living room. I can escape if I have to get out of here. Right. I'm not in a corner. In a club, no. It's I too many people. It's too many. Then the alcoholic, one person who I know, he was drunk and he was next to me. He went like this. And Ooh. I was like, bitch, I said, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, now y'all can't see what she just did, but if y'all had yeah. seen what just happened, you know, he felt her up is yeah. basically what took place in this club. And I don't like that. You poking up on me and not no. So I had to leave to get out of it. I had to go sit in the car and I had to breathe. And I went and I breathed. I was like, okay, whatever, whatever. Now, nobody really did check on me because they don't know because I don't let it be known. But I be by myself because I don't like, because I don't want people to feel sorry. And people do feel sorry when they hear my story. I said, don't feel sorry for me. It is what it is. I'm still here. I'm right. not going nowhere. I'm not committing suicide. I'm not doing nothing. I that. mean, it has messed with you in other areas, but it, but it hasn't messed areas. with you mentally where you're yeah. to the point where I don't want to be here anymore. Yes. And you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people go through those stages and be ready to just say, forget it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my childhood. Yeah. Now, I do have dreams about what happened to me in the bathroom. I do. I had to tell my daddy. I literally, I didn't tell nobody because when you have a brain processing problem, things go into your short term and then it comes back out in your long term when you're ready to handle it. And again, mm. I was like, wait a minute, I know this thing happened. And I had to go to my godfather. My godfather was like, yes, that happened to you. I said, look, I know this person. I don't know his name, but I know the picture. It's a picture in the book. He got on a big ass white jacket standing next to the bookcase. Who is this man? He was like, oh, that's him. I said, him. That's the person I remember when I was playing with my little sheet. I went in my room and wow. I don't know what nothing else. I blacked out. That's so sad. I don't know what he probably did. That is so knows. sad. And you and you know you still hear these stories mm-hmm. to this day that you know 
moms are getting involved in these relationships with these men that they barely even know. Mm-hmm. And you got these men babysitting your kids, your newborn babies, and y'all don't know them niggas. And I was three or four when the first one happened in the bathroom with William. And my officer, can you just, I said, I can't do nothing about it. William is somewhere up there watching, I don't know where he is. But, and that was at three or four, I saw a Peter Walker. Oh, a penis. Right, that means a penis, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed my dog, and I at three or four, I seen one. I know what one looked like. At yeah, and see, at that age, I don't feel like you should ever see something like that, even if you have, you know, what I'm saying a sibling or you you are a twin. You know, that's mm-hmm. different. You know, what I'm saying y'all take baths together, okay. But at a certain age, a you should band. stop allowing your child to bathe with one another anyway. Yeah. But to be exposing yourself to a toddler mm-hmm. as a grown person, you know, that's just. Nah, you need some help, sir. Yeah, <laughs> you and need I some real help. And he, right, he of course not. Because he tried with my brother first. Wow. He so he was just going through the family. Yeah, he could. And the funny part is, he's not even related to us. No, I'm saying he oh, was yeah, going he, through y'all yeah. family. You know what I'm saying? He's the boyfriend brother. of the mom, and he ran here trying to sleep well, with, the, with the woman churn. Actually, no. He's actually somebody that my godfather didn't care. Of. He was like 17, 18 years old. Wow. Back. And yeah, so he tried my brother, he couldn't get to her, but he got to me because I guess he seen it there was something wrong with me. Right. I didn't know how to walk at the age of two. Wow. So So he basically just took it back. So he really did because yeah. I didn't know. And I can't tell my parents because I didn't know nothing about it. Right. Then when I was nine to eight, that's what happened with the one who didn't bear when I went in my room and I can't remember. And then my adulthood when I actually I didn't tell you, but when I stayed with them, mm-hmm. Um, the person that I was dating was trying to get some. Oh my god! And I didn't want none. Oh. And when I told his sister, right, she was like, "Yeah, that's what he did." Oh my god! And I was like, "Okay, well, that's what happened." And she was like, "She was like, oh, okay." And I'm not gonna lie, I can't lie about it, but she does know, or whatever. Uh-huh. No, I'm not gonna say names because I don't know if they listen to podcasts because I don't have time to be doing. Family right, family. right. But I remember him. But, I remember that's the one that she was really excited about, and that's the one who left. After right. Three months. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I don't. I, he said sorry about the relationship, but I don't think he remembers that part happening or whatever because it happened so fast. Wow. Yeah. And then after that, um, I did get assaulted on my breast. Yeah, I remember the that. Dude, he um put like you know when you bite something, there was like little cuts around my nipple, and I couldn't sleep on my front for four days. And um, we were gonna actually me and my old best friend, we were actually gonna we actually started walking to the house. They live all the way in the Highlands. We stopped walking and we turned back around. And to this day, she's not friends with me. Yeah. I guess because she felt like she put me in bad situations. I don't know. She felt like she wasn't a good friend. That's what I was told. This one will stick with. Right. I felt it was the opposite. Right. And you but, and you're entitled to your feelings because I but, felt the same way at the end of the day. And, and that was her ex. We were all friends at one point, yeah. and I just feel. And then she tried to give me an ultimatum on whether or not if I should continue to be friends with one or the other. No, I'm not gonna stop being friends with her. She introduced me to you. And I told and I was actually honest with her because I don't hold secrets. I'm not gonna hold nothing like that bad. So I told her and I was like, okay, that's what it is. Now we have spoken before it is what it is. But them, but so now when in relationships, I have to be I have to let them know, hey, if we get together and we get, you know, that type of intimacy, look, I don't know what goes on. You gotta tell me what goes on. I respond differently. I don't do everything. I don't know everything. You're gonna have to teach me some stuff. And if you don't mind teaching me, that's fine. 
because I know that plays a key role in relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want to say that up front, but I have to. Right. Because that lets them know, okay, she's letting me know everything. She wants to see if I want to deal with her, if I don't want to deal with her. Right. And it is hard, because you see, I'm actually shaking, because I, I don't really tell people, and I haven't told her because I know how she feels about me. So the way she feels about him, it, it plays that type of part. I've never been in a fight before. Like, I've never been in a fight. I only got in a fight the first time with his ex. So to put me in that position, no, I feel some type of way. But I've actually been in one, she don't like that. I'm like a, I'm, I'm a sweet person, but at the same time, when it's something about me, I get very personal. And I do cry. No, I'm not going to cry now. <laughs> you know, I have the urge to, but I'm not going to because I cried too much back then when this all came up. Well, Five in that case, in month, I'm okay. In that case, we're going to move on. Yeah. And we're going to let you simmer. Um, So we're going to go ahead and bring on in Dakota and let Dakota, you know, let him tell y'all his side of his abandonment issues and why they play so much of an effective role in the relationships that he's had and have. As a male figure. As coming from the male perspective, y'all, um, my abandonment issues come from mainly from my childhood, from both sides, from my mom and my dad. From my, my mom's point of perspective in this, it comes from because she was never around. I was bouncing from family member to family member. Um, at two years old, I was... Actually, she left me in the care of my stepfather. And he was a drunk and he passed out. Wow. Damn. And I at first thought this was a dream that I had, but come to find out it was a memory that came up. Mm-hmm. And I took the rubber out of the screen door. Uh-huh. And without breaking the screen, right. popped the screen out, still without breaking it, climbed out of the screen door, mm-hmm. climbed down to the ditch and into the ditch and tried to catch tadpoles at two years old. Fire department came and seen me, picked me up, called the sheriff's office, and that's how I got into the DCF system. Right. Was from that day. And then ever since then, I was bounced from family member to family member. And then... So what do you think is the reason why you never stayed with one family member? Like, why did you have to keep, you know, jumping from home to home? And honestly, I think it was because of my behavior issues. Because I was a very problematic child. Okay. So they couldn't handle you. So they would just pass you on. So they would just pass you on to the next family member. Pretty much. Yeah. That's and crazy. then I got with my Aunt Holly and my Uncle Brian came to visit when I was about, I'll say, four, five-ish. Mm-hmm. And she had to go to work, so she was having him babysit me. Mm-hmm. And then we were sitting watching a movie and everything. I was getting up to get my shower and stuff. He comes in to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Claims he was going to help wash my back. Mm. But turned into more than that. Mm-hmm. And at this time, you were four or five. Mm-hmm. And I tried 
talk about it whenever I got back home with my dad. And he didn't want to hear it. My memory is he didn't want to hear it. Right. And he just started ranting, raving, telling me to go on and everything like that, brushing it off. Mm-hmm. And so nothing was done about it at that point. I went to school the next day, told my counselors and stuff about it. And DCF investigation had to go to the headquarters and all that stuff, make a report. And a month or two goes by and the report comes back that there's not enough evidence that they're closing the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I get back with my dad around seven, eight, and everything. So then from there, my dad was always at work or bowling or hanging out with his buddies, and he'd always come home drunk. Mm-hmm. My dad used to beat me till I was black and blue. That's crazy. And he always did it to where it would be covered up where no one would see. So he had a plan. It was either always on my back, on the back of my legs, because I was always in pants. I hardly ever wore shorts. Mm. So he used to bruise up my legs and everything. And around eight, nine, when I was visiting my mom, I finally had enough of it and finally spoke up. Right. Pulled down my pants and everything, and both of my butt cheeks were swollen. Oh, my God. Flash blue and purple and handprints and everything all over So he just beat your ass for nothing? Pretty much. So he did physical abuse. Wow. Physical, mental, telling me that I'll never amount to everything. I'm stupid, all this other shit. I'm just a problematic child. He... And see, people don't understand when they say things like that, it resonates with you. You may not, you may brush it off, but somewhere there's a record playing where you hear that same shit over and over and over again. Because that's what made that girl so mad. Um, No, not Treasure. Um, OG mad about her teacher saying that she was never going to amount to anything. and She was a black, ugly monkey and all this, that, and the other. Like, some of that stuff you have to really let go. You have to really be strong enough to say, I'm done with that, like, part of my life. It's hard to move on. Oh, yeah, Hell, yeah, it is. Physical help. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to move on, especially when nobody ever seems to understand. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We all got three different stories. Yep. We've all been through something in our lives. And hopefully this episode helps somebody else out there that's going through the same thing or that's been through the same thing. Because people need but to hear other people's problems. Yeah. yeah, people need to hear other people's problems. Mm-hmm. And it always comes from a close friend or a family member where the abuse comes from. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Always. And people love to say, oh, well, I ain't do that, baby. Oh, yes, you did, baby. You did it. <laughs> like, just be accountable. You yeah. know what I'm saying? For the things that you do. And Stop always blaming somebody else for whatever it is. You have to be accountable. And that's going to be one of my next topics, too. Accountability. Um, while y'all was having y'all discussion, um, Johnny was texting me and was like, you should have an episode on this. I just listened to the abortion law episode and I appreciate y'all for subscribing. Thank you. Because I have gotten like, um, 
three um, subscribers. Like, I get three subscribers a day, it seems like. Like, it's going up three a day. Yay. And I'm just really, really Woo! happy. <laughs> um, but, yes, um, we hope y'all really, really enjoyed this episode because, you know, I teared up on everybody's, you know, conversation. And it touches because, you know, people, like I say, people need to really be able to relate. And I feel like this episode was the bomb. Like, we did that. That's so, um... <laughs> and if you know somebody that's going through this, help um, help them to get some help. Like, seriously, because therapy could probably help save somebody's life. Life, right. It's a lot of people that's going through a lot of things. Like, all the things that we're going through right now with food shortage and, you know, baby different things. Shortage. Baby formula shortage and gas prices up and down. You know, it's a mess right now. And a lot of people cannot deal with it. Mm-hmm. People can't deal with stress. And so, for the ones that can't afford the therapy for you got a best friend or something like that let your best friend be your therapist or be your shoulder to cry on you can always subscribe go ahead and get your subscription for 222 expressions and baby i am your therapist okay come and listen to me and I will help you solve as many problems as I possibly can. Yep, because we talk about everything. And don't forget to DM us on subjects that y'all would like us to talk about as well. Period. Um, quote for today is, if you don't separate yourself from your distractions, your distractions will separate you from your goals and the life you want. So, hey, whatever you're doing, get your mindset right and put it in perspective. Like, this is what's going to make me my money. So I need to grind harder, grind extra hard. It's your girl, right? It's Sexy Slim. And it's your boy, Cody. And it's and thank you for listening to your favorite podcast, 222 Expressions. We, we out. out.